0: Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett.
1: It's Monday night in Snohomish County. That means it's time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKO. My name is Tom Lafferty. Steve Willits, it's time for a show. It is.
2: It's such a big show tonight. I'm still coordinating as we speak. I've got my phone in my hand. I'm typing away, trying to get social media content, trying to contact coaches. we got a big one tonight.
1: We do. Today's show brought to you by Hattrick Northwest, the Buzz-In Steakhouse, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Law Office of Russell and Hill, by Hometown Handyman, and by Screen Printing Northwest. And Who's on the show tonight?
2: On the show tonight, I won't give out names. Well, I guess we could give out names. I just got confirmation on the 10th one. We've got 10 high school basketball coaches on tonight. Do I need to alert the affiliates? Uh, Yeah, you might want to. This might go a little bit over tonight, but it'll be worth it. So uh, we're going to talk to 10 different coaches from either Snohomish County and also a couple of our friends in the Shoreline area who we've been covering for quite some time. Uh, let's see if we can do this. I don't have it actually written down, but off the top of my head, uh, well, I've got the sheet here. So let's just uh, match up the names with the uh, the teams, shall we? Randy Edens from Lake Stevens, Nathan Sued from Met Lake Terrace, Tevin Dillon from Mariner. We have from Kings Dan Taylor and Rick Skeen, Alex Iverson from Stanwood, Ken Roberts from Snohomish, uh, Anthony Weedercare from Lakewood. Did we miss anybody? I think we got them all. Ebony ball. Ebony Heard from Archbishop Murphy. That is ten coaches right there. Did you say Joe Marsh? Oh, did not say Joe Marsh. He's he's not on my sheet because he doesn't play until Thursday. He's right. got a he's on the bottom of he's team. on the bottom of my sheet there. So yeah, and we won't forget Joe Marsh, who uh, had a very good weekend and has his team playing extremely good basketball right now. They might be playing in late into the week.
1: Today's show brought to you by All State Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Dale Wagner Law Office, GSR Rental and Monroe, by Ace Hardware Stores on Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, and by Erickson Furniture.
2: Proud alum moment for me right now. Tom, I'm even wearing uh, my hat. Yes, you are. First time since 2013, the Mountlake Terrace Hawks boys basketball team is heading to the Tacoma Dome. Now, I should also point out-
1: They've been to other domes. They've
2: been to other do- another dome, I should say. They yep. were at the Yakima Sun Dome a couple of times when they dropped down to 2A. This guy's been here all along. He's been there for the ride and then some. Head coach, Nalen and Coach, before we ask you anything about the Tacoma Dome, three straight games now in which you've trailed by double digits, three straight games you've won- is the hair getting a little gray, or what's what's it looking like these days?
3: Hair is getting grayer. Hair's probably thinning out. The stress levels probably higher. Yeah, check, check, check. All those things are happening. But I guess when you're in the moment, you're coaching, and uh, you know you have confidence in your kids. They've they've worked their way through it. But uh, by no means is uh, is that uh, the pregame talk or the script we lay out of how we want it to go. But uh, you know, just a credit to the kids that they. Fully understand playing for 32 minutes or in Saturday's case, 36 minutes and finding a way to getting it done. And, uh, you know, I I think that's sort of been a gauge of how this season's gone for a lot of teams with, you know, with dealing with all the COVID and cancellations and postponements, worry about what you control and when you get the opportunity just go play. And so each one of those games has sort of been uh, uh, similar to how the whole season's gone for us.
2: Well, overtime victory over Kelso on Saturday, final score 67-65, and the one thing that was different about this game versus the two district games, the uh, the game against Arlington and Ferndale, in those games, you fell behind, I think it was 10-0 in both games, if I remember correctly. This game here, you trailed by 10 at the half, and then Kelso comes out, scores the first four points in the third quarter, you're down by 14 in the third quarter. How confident were you at that point? I know some of us in the stands were feeling a little little bit, but uh, your guys got it done.
3: Yeah, for me to sit there and say I was in the moment of thinking we're fine, everything's okay, that would be, (laughs) you know, not accurate by any means. But, you know, you're thinking, as as we said in the timeout, just got to keep chipping away. And we even said that at halftime. It was still only, you know, four to five possessions. And, yeah, it did creep up a little bit more. They increased the lead but you still kept thinking, can we just get this, you know, reasonable here and not let it get away from us? And uh, 14, you know, it's significant deficit, but uh, you know, if we can get under 10 in the third quarter, then who knows you, you, get some momentum and catch lightning in a bottle. And that's sort of what happened. And, you know, there's, there's some factors that went into it. Obviously I, I got to say, you know, uh, Faust for them, who have been playing a good game, got in foul trouble and changed some things that they wanted to do, but our guys really tightened some things up defensively. We tracked Something called uh, um, stoppers and uh, um, or excuse me shutouts and we wanted to see how many shutouts we could get. and That's three stoppers in a row, and we were able to get several of those in the second half. And when you can get three shutouts in a row, maybe one or two of those possessions you're going to score. And then you start chipping away at the lead a little bit. So it was just a, a credit to the kids, Steve, that they just kept uh, you know believing. They kept playing hard. They kept defending and. And then we knocked down some key shots uh, from a couple guys at the right time that uh, you know they, they just kept uh, within reach and then made some plays at the end to send it into overtime.
2: I don't want to harp on this too much, but I do want to ask a quick question in regards to it. And, Tom, let me rant about it for about two minutes on the show last week. You ended, after you won the Divi- district championship, you were the number four ranked team according to the RPI. You dropped down to nine, which meant you now had to win a game just to get into the Tacoma Dome. How much did you use that in terms of motivating the kids? I know some of the parents were very upset about it. I'm sure some of the kids were as well. How much did you talk about that during the week, and did you kind of use that to give them a little extra nudge?
3: Could I be on your March 7th show to really talk about it when <laughs> the <State laughs> tournament's over? If you've got some things to say, <laughs> we would love that. Yeah, we might need to change the rating. Uh, you know, Steve, human nature is to be disappointed with something like that, and I didn't feel like it was – affair what happened obviously a lot of people felt that way just not me but one thing is kids are really resilient and kids bounce back and uh, I was fortunate that at nine fifty-nine on Monday about 20 uh, about 20 hours 22 hours after the seedings came out just to be around our kids we talked about it we said let's worry about the controllables um, you know we didn't even have 24 hours to enjoy the district championship before that happened and so that was our focus with the kids. And what I was saying to the kids and wanting to get them to buy into, it was almost that they were making me forget about it and move on. And so it was sort of cathartic for me to talk to them about it because then they just came to practice. They worked hard. They got after it. And then um, we talked about it again on Tuesday because Tuesday was the day back to school when they heard about it, you know, when they had to talk to people about it. And it crept up again, you know, just when you're trying to move on and get past it. Well, you know, it's like an open wound, you know. People put salt in, again, talking to them about it and everything. So we just made a pact on Tuesday that we weren't going to bring it up. We weren't going to talk about it. We weren't going to discuss it. Um, Coach Philly, you know, a longtime assistant for our program and for myself, talked to the guys about it uh, on you know, Thursday, is using it somewhat as motivation. And uh, I'm just glad, Steve and Tom, that the kids went and earned it on the court. They went on Saturday and earned it on the court. And that's what I told them afterwards. And that's what I was so proud about.
1: So a two o'clock game on a Wednesday, so what's the schedule for the Hawks going down there?
3: Yeah, you know, and you know, you want to carefully design it so that you can go play your best and peak on, two, on Wednesday at 2 o'clock, but you don't want to overthink it. I think, you know, we've had some success, we've had some tough times at state, and there's been a lot of thought that goes into it at all different times, all different years. So we're going to go down tomorrow afternoon and try to, you know, see how the traffic and the weather is and that, you know, doesn't allow us to be pushing the panic button about getting down there at a certain time or have some dinner. We've got a practice facility set up for tomorrow night, and then we'll uh, try to stay as normal as possible. Normal would be in school on Wednesday. Uh, We obviously won't be, but uh, we'll we'll do our study stuff, do our team meeting stuff, and then uh, get over to the Tacoma Dome. So, you know, you want this to be a positive experience for the kids. It's a lot more positive when you're successful, but uh, you know, there's some uh, ancillary things you want to do also to have some enjoy the moment down there and the experience, because it is a payoff for the kids. But we talked to them today, Tom, about, you know, we have some fun. You have fun when you have success, but it's a business trip also because we want to go down there and be successful.
2: So final question, just give us a quick summary. What kind of a team is Timberline? I know they're, they're ranked number eight, you're ranked number nine, so it looks like it's yeah. even
3: on paper. What are we expecting? Well, there's you know, it would be easier question. It would be out of the 12 left who's the crummy team because there's no crummy teams left. Everybody's good. Everybody plays well. Timberline, I've seen them in person twice. You know, I, I don't think you can use really Garfield as a gauge of it because Garfield's awfully good at their length and athleticism. But I watched you know the tape again on that, and Timberline did some really good things in that game. But I've also seen them uh, in the district tournament where they played very good basketball. They, they've got three really good players: Gibson, Gersky and Hicks. Um, but they've got some other kids on the team that can shoot the basketball. Um, Allen's done a really good job for many years down there with that basketball team. So. We've got our work cut out for us, and just like with Kelso, um, we've got to go play our best basketball at the right time to be successful against them. It won't be uh, anything but that. So, you know, hopefully we'll have a good gauge. We're going to continue to work tonight with some tape and then have a good practice tomorrow and see if we're ready to go. But they're they're, they're good. And um, the tough thing for the seeding committee is there was more than eight good teams to seed, and uh, definitely Timberline deserves to be one of those top eight.
2: Well, looking forward to the game. Mountlake Terrace versus Timberline, 2 p.m. in the Tacoma Dome on Wednesday. Hawks head coach, Nayland Sued, best wishes, and I'm looking forward to seeing you down there.
3: Thanks. I look forward to seeing
2: you, and I appreciate being on with you guys.
1: There we go. That is Nayland Suit, head coach of the Mountlake Terrace Hawks boys.
2: Yeah, the Mountlake Terrace Hawks boys that are the number nine seed for the 3A tournament. We're now going to talk to the head coach who is the nine seed for the 2A tournament. And he's also starting to spoil his community. They're not used to going to domes for state tournaments. And I think this is the second tournament in a row now. From the Lakewood Cougars, Anthony Weidercare is joining us. And Coach... Uh, Sam Amish made it interesting for a little while there on Saturday over at Everett Community College, but you finally get the sixty-one fifty-three victory, and you're going back to the dome. Are you starting to spoil the folks up there in Lakewood?
4: <laughs> it's so much fun. It's you know, obviously, you just try to be present and enjoy it while it happens because obviously it's hard to get here and, and you never know when you'll be back. So uh, as much as you know, I'm trying to focus the kids and, and have us playing our best basketball at the right time. Uh, also just trying to have fun with them too and do a lot of team stuff together and and uh you know and just enjoy the fact that we've made it here and been lucky enough to make it here the last couple of years
2: well tell us about the game on saturday tom and i were both at the game it looked like you were going to run away in the first quarter and uh put some amish away early and then they, they kept hanging around didn't they
4: yeah they did and yeah we played a, we played a really good first quarter we came out really well uh i think I think the mentality with my kids was they were trying to protect an eight to 10 point lead for the entire game for the next three quarters. And it just didn't seem like we, uh, we, we put our foot on the gas when we needed to. I always tell the kids when you're between like an eight and a 12 point lead, that's especially the time you have to put your foot on the gas. Cause you know, the other teams going to step up, especially in a, you know, loser out elimination game where it's, it's literally their last game if they lose. So team's never going to go away. And I, I just felt like we, um, We didn't quite make a run uh, the way we needed to when we had a 10, 12-point lead to get it to maybe 17 or 18. Uh, But at the same time, you know, Sammamish is athletic, and and they they have some skill, especially offensively. And so, uh, you know, they were just able to respond anytime we made a small run. And, uh, you know, no team really made a large run in in the, uh, you know, with exception to us in the first quarter. And so, um, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game. But at the same time, uh, you know, the culture we're, we're getting around Lakewood now, you know games like that were difficult for us to pull off, you know a few years ago. and now it's it's like you know anytime they got within four or five points, I think our kids responded and and uh, got a stop or got a score when they needed to. and that's what that's what it really is about is you know at the end of it, who's going to come out on top. and it's it's usually the team that you know can really step up in those moments and play their best ball in those moments.
2: So you're playing another Northwest League. Is it right you didn't play? I was just going to mention that, yeah. January 11th it was scheduled and didn't happen. So normally I roll my eyes when you got two teams from the same conference, but uh, you guys haven't seen each other yet.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know it is. uh, It's kind of ironic that this is happening now, and Skyler, the head coach up there too, him and I text all the time. And so the communication has kind of gone to to nothing since we realized (laughs) we had a chance to play each other um but you know he's a he's a great coach he's doing a good job up there they have a really good team they have a lot of balance uh they have six guys that they rotate a lot that are all good players
2: well and tom you and i remember the days when sehome was a powerhouse year in and year out it's not really the case these days it's been a while since they've been there so anthony what kind of a team are we expecting from sehome on on wednesday night
4: yeah i remember those teams too actually i was a young kid but uh yeah, with like the Stevenson brothers, who oh. I who I know very well, because they also played up at Western and um, those classes in the in, in the uh, you know mid and, and upper nineties at Seahome yep. were were some yep. of the best the state's ever seen.
2: Yeah, yeah, Quincy um, really Wilder good. remembers those teams too. I think from the <laughs> state championship game over at the Coliseum. <laughs> but well, oh, yeah. So, well, so who are they now? What 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 yeah. what are their strengths? What kind of a game?
4: Well, they have um, they're very balanced. Um, they have a point guard, about a six four point guard, who's uh, a good all around player he creates really well for his teammates uh and and is a g- it's got a good head on his shoulders and he's a two way player too plays good defense he he i kind of look at it as their team leader, but you definitely can't pay too much attention to any one guy on that team because they they have great balance and they have four guys that average double figures and and a couple other guys that can score you know when you leave them open and so uh you know it makes it makes game planning more difficult when you have that much balance and uh and so it's a matter of, you know, taking as much information as I can and then simplifying it into a few key points for my guys that they can remember all game.
1: So you get the Sun Dome after dark game, what's what's the schedule? What's the itinerary?
4: Well, I, I think the the key is just to make sure that we're not doing too much during the day, you know. You, you get uh, to 9 you, Are o'clock, you leaving you
1: know, are you leaving tomorrow or when are you going?
4: Oh yeah, we we're going tomorrow. Yep, we're going to we're going to head out tomorrow after school and then uh we'll, we'll get there and hopefully have dinner and then Uh, you know, just get into bed early and, and, you know, have them sleep as much as they can the next day.
2: Well, there we go. So, again, 9 p.m. start time. Like you mentioned, uh, Tom, after dark over there at the Sun Dome. versus Lakewood, loser out game. So one of the teams from the Northwest Conference will advance. Anthony, again, congratulations on getting that team there for the second straight tournament, and best wishes to the Cougars. Safe travels as well.
1: Yeah, thank you, Steve. Thank you guys for having me on. You bet. There you go. Anthony Weedercare, the head coach of the Lakewood Boys.
2: Yeah, 9 p.m. start time. That is something. You got to find something to keep the kids occupied and uh, not preoccupied and not thinking about the, the game all day long. At the same time, you you want them to get over there early and enjoy the experience. So a little bit of a challenge there, but Ed for Pepl- both teams.
1: Ed Peppel called it the Egg McMuffin game. But I don't know what you call the 9 p.m. game 12 oh, hours well, later. Well, you know,
2: Mac- most McDonald's nowadays do serve breakfast at night now. 24 hours Yeah, uh, It's not at 10.30. It's not your, your grandfather's McDonald's anymore. There you go. Let's take a break. What's coming up? We're going to talk Kings basketball during the next segment. We'll have both the boys and girls coach on. Um, Dan Taylor and Rick Skeen, they're both heading to Yakima.
1: We'll do it next right here. KRKO.
0: Supporting the community. It's important now more than ever. That's why the Law Offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the Law Offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the Disability and Workman's Compensation Attorney Team at the Law Offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to DaleWagner.com law.com and go Spartans. Hi, I'm Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations, 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the buzz Steakhouse. The buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while a buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the buzz Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal glass by lund serving the greater puget sound area since 1967 with quality work exceptional service and fair pricing it's their honest reputation that has placed glass by lund among the top rated glass companies in the area for quality based on customer satisfaction so the next time you're in need of window repair or replacement shower doors mirrors deck railings residential or commercial why not call the place that has glass in their name glass by lund to schedule your free estimate go to glassbylund.com
1: Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty, along with Steve Willits. It's a 345 game on Wednesday. It's the Kings Knights and the Freeman Scotties. 1A girls basketball. Let's talk with Dan Taylor.
2: The Kings Knights girls basketball team punched their ticket to Yakima on Friday night over at Jackson High School with a 46-27 victory over Bellevue Christian. And joining us right now, the Knights head coach, Dan Taylor. And Dan, 27 points allowed in the game. I'm guessing that defense uh, was something you felt pretty good about on Friday night.
5: I did, I did. Our girls did a fantastic job. You know, um, was on top of the scouting report. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed. Um, they have a really great post and Sophia Bold. And, we really did a good job on her. She was very limited in her uh, you know, point output.
2: Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling right now. I, I know this is a Kings team that uh, struggled a bit during the season. Maybe it wasn't the easiest trip to get to the state, maybe compared to some of your, your past years. But nonetheless, here you are. You made it. You also held Sultan to 30 points last week. So it sounds like things are going well on that end of the basket. Uh, just in general, how are you feeling about the team?
5: I'm on cloud nine. Um, you know, many people didn't think we'd be this far. You know, I mean, even myself included, like my goal for this year with the, with the group that we have um, was to get to state regional and then we'll see from there. And we got to the regional and we won to punch our ticket to get to Yakima. So I, I'm really, um, you know, just impressed at how the girls have navigated all the adversity. We've had two pretty major injuries. Um, uh, lots of missed time because of COVID. Um, however, we were lucky to get a full season. And I mean, we're, at. I mean, we have what, 25 games played, you know, and some teams haven't had that many. So we're pretty, um, you know, battle tested in so many different ways. And I was looking at our RPI today. That we actually had the highest strength of schedule in our classification, which is really cool to see. Um, you know, that we put our girls to the test this season.
2: At yeah, 25 games played and battle tested, and now you've got the number six seed Freeman coming up. It's a 3, 4, 345 game on Wednesday. Tell us about Freeman. What kind of a game are we expecting?
5: Um, I'm expecting a very. I'm expecting a defensive battle, you know, on both ends. I think it'll be – we'll have to bring our A game. I mean, they are – I mean, like four or five girls that are 5'9 to 11. Probably more than that. Probably about seven girls, 5'9 to 11. They got a six-footer, a 6'3. I mean, only three girls that are under 5'9 on their entire roster. Um, They have a gal – J.C. Goldsmith, who's their number one scorer, about 14 points a game. She is a great finisher inside, can hit the three ball. Uh, you know, she's a collegiate level player. Then they got the coach's daughter, um, Sydney McLean, who um, is, you know, she's one of the shorter girls, but she's a senior leader and she makes them go energizer on defense, you know, uh, facilitator on offense. So, We'll have our hands full, and then a bunch of role players. So um, they have the length, and we don't.
6: <laughs> you
5: know? so, so yeah, so we'll have, you know we are we'll have to see if we can find those Cinderella slippers somewhere.
2: Yeah, Cinderella slippers—a contrast in styles. It sounds like. Well, three three forty-five start time. So what does the itinerary look like? Do you do you head over Wednesday morning? Do you go over Tuesday night? Um, you do I'm go over tomorrow. We're
5: well, leaving after our second class, so lunchtime. We'll head over to Trader Joe's to get some. Then the snack on, and then um, we drive into town. Depending on how, what time we get there, we're either check in our hotel or get to practice. We have a practice at Riverside Christian, which is a school that we normally practice at, something about five minutes away from our hotel. Um, and our practice is at four, and there's that spaghetti feed or that um, dinner that the WIA hosts at the Dome. We'll do that, get home uh, or get to the hotel, wash up, shower up have a team meeting, let the girls hang out, get to bed, and get ready for the
2: next day. It's a business trip, but it sounds like some fun included in there as well. Dan Taylor, the head coach for the Kings Knights girls basketball team, best wishes to you and the team, and also safe travels.
5: Thank you. Have a great day, and we're honored to be on the show, and we're honored to be in Yakima.
2: So we it's go from spaghetti the, feed, the spaghetti feed, and also that sounds like they're going by Trader Joe's on the way out of town. I'm hungry now. Yeah, right. Well, we go from the king's girls coach to the king's boys coach. Rick, are we uh, are we on the same bus together? Or boys and girls? Are you stopping by Trader Joe's on the way to Yakima tomorrow?
7: Yeah, I don't think the girls would let me on their bus. They uh, they like to have fun, and uh, so I, I don't think I'm invited on that
2: bus. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Skeen, the uh, the boys coach, joining us right now. Well. I, you want to have some fun, but also it's a business trip, right? And I guess you, for somebody like yourself, you've been through this so many times. Is there kind of a nice balance there? Do you do you think in the moment about, okay, we need to create experiences, but at the same time stay focused?
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we do try to strike the balance. I mean, you know, we tell the kids it's a business trip, and, you know, when we're on business, we, we'll, we'll find time to have fun. Uh, but the most fun thing to do is to go over and play your best games and and, and, and win a few games, so – um, we're, we we the kids will have some time to, to have a little downtime. As coaches, we'll we'll, uh, we'll do what we can to help get them prepared, and and then hope that they're ready to go when the when the game tips off.
2: Well, certainly you, you know how to win a few games over there. You've put multiple state championships in the trophy case at Kings. Uh, first things first, though, on Saturday, I guess it was, I was going to say morning, but noon start time, 81-57 victory over Quincy to make sure that you stayed as that number one seed and that you got a chance to get the bye and wait until Thursday. A Quincy team that hung around for a little bit. They were, uh, they were ahead late, or I guess early second quarter on Saturday. Talk a little bit about that game and what your team did to get the victory.
7: Well, yeah, Quincy's a good team. I mean, they're twenty-two and three for a reason. Um, they've got a couple of really dynamic scores. Um, you know, we turned the ball over a little bit early. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was the start time. I don't. I don't know if it was jitters. But once we settled down and, and started taking care of the ball, uh, we were able to have some success. foul trouble also kind of got us out of rhythm a little bit early in the game. And, and you know, we were playing some different substitutions, but. Uh, yeah, we stuck with it and, uh, and found a way to uh, win, and, and it, it keeps us in a, in a good spot moving forward.
2: Now, we had you in, in studio back here back in March of 2020, right after you won the state championship. I know you had your two sophomores at the time, uh, Tyler Leinhard as well as Jordan Hansen, kind of the two-headed monster. And I know since then, Tyler's gone off and uh, is playing at an academy in the Midwest I want to ask you about Jordan Hansen now. Has it changed his role on the team in terms of what he's been required to do? I mean, obviously, I, watching the game on Saturday, it looks like he's taking that point guard position a little bit more. So how has that changed his role on the team over the last couple of years?
8: Yeah,
7: well, you know, Tyler and, and Jordan, you know, grew up together at Kings playing together, and Jordan was really always the second option. So, you know, when Tyler transferred out, that that moved Jordan to the one line, and, and uh I mean, he's just, he's just excelled. I mean, he's put up numbers like, like I've never seen. I mean, he's averaging 30 a game. That's, that's, that's nearly impossible at the high school level, but doing it super efficiently, you know, he's rebounding the ball at a high level. He's actually, you know, leading us our second in assists. And, and, uh, so, you know, he, he waited his turn, but, uh, he's, he's really stepped up and, uh, um, been ready for the prime time, and and uh, you know I think he's as good a one A player as there is in the state right now, and I think he's one of the top five players in the state at any level
2: right now. Well, and not only that, but you might have you may have the very best freshman in the state, Mister Hyatt, having a nice season himself. Uh, I guess a nice blend of having the older guys who have been there and can and speak of their experience as far as not only just playing in the dome but winning a state championship, along with the young guys, a nice little mix there to uh, to get this thing going.
7: Yeah, for sure. Cam's a special kid. Um, Again, putting up numbers like no freshman I've ever had. He's averaging over twenty a game, and I mean his shooting percentages are what's crazy. He puts up twenty points a a game on eight or nine shots a game. You know, shooting over sixty percent from the field, and you know almost fifty percent from the three point line. And you know, he just doesn't take bad shots. He makes everything he shoots, and he's really our best defender as well. Does a really good job on the defensive end, and just you know a really athletic kid and, and skilled so he's uh he's uh you know it's a pretty special one two punch you know i i've never had a team with two kids that averaged over 20 uh, on the same team so this is uh it's a pretty unique uh experience one being a senior one being a freshman they play really well together they look for each other they're both unselfish you know uh cam had eight assists on saturday jordan had five assists on saturday so they're you know they're willing to give the ball up and find their teammates and um, but, yeah, they've been. They've they both had really good years for us.
1: So when will the team leave, when do you leave, and when do you scout your opponents that play on Wednesday and you don't play until Thursday?
7: Well, we're going to take off after school tomorrow. We'll go over. We're actually practicing before school in the morning, and then we'll do a second practice when we get over to Yakima because we play that morning game on Thursday. We're trying to kind of get our, our game clock set up. Uh, so we'll, we, we want to get them out of bed early. And then, you know, we scout the, the, the teams we play, play at 1030. So we'll be up early again on Wednesday. So we're trying to get the kids ready to go for a, a, an early game and get their, get their clocks all lined up. Um, you know, in terms of the teams we've been, we've been scouting these teams, uh, you know, since December, um, you know, the new, just the way things work and everything's live stream now and, You know, 20 years ago, we were we were sitting at 7-Eleven changing VHS tapes, and then we thought we were super fancy when we moved to DVDs. And you know, now everything's on the internet. You know, I mean, we got 10, 12, 15 games on every team in the tournament, um, and it it just it makes the scouting uh, considerably easier for us as well as for everybody else because it's just so there's so much access to other people's games right now.
2: Oh, definitely. Well, we should point out you go in as the number one seed. You're going to be scouting Annie Wright versus Seattle Academy. Not only do you have a lot of game film, but uh, Seattle Academy now in your league. So does that make it a little easier? Does that mean you're you're taking more notes on Annie Wright in the early portion of the game, knowing that uh, we we've we've already seen seen these other guys up close and personal multiple times?
7: Yeah, I mean, for our kids, I think so. I mean, we we'll we'll have scouting reports prepared for both teams before before the game. Um, you know, most of our scouting will be done prior to that game on Wednesday. We'll, we'll do some, some tweaks and stuff. But uh, Annie Wright's really, really skilled. Uh, and, and their four best players are three freshmen and a sophomore. So they're going to be really scary for the next few years. Um, they actually played Seattle Academy in January and, and beat them by about 12 to 15. But Seattle Academy's playing really well right now. Um, I, as a coach, I never love playing a team a third time, especially if you beat them twice. And, uh, so, you know, there's, there's a part of me that doesn't, doesn't want to play a league opponent again. Um, but you know, they're both really good. And, uh, I think it's actually going to be a really good game between the two and, and we'll have to show up with our A game on Thursday if we're going to get by either one of them.
2: Yeah. Annie Wright versus Seattle Academy, 1030 Wednesday. And then Kings plays the winner at 1030 on Thursday King's Knights head coach Rick Skeen, thanks for your time as always, Rick, and uh, hopefully, who knows, maybe we'll talk to you next week after this is all said and done.
7: All right, guys, thanks for all you do for high school sports; we appreciate it. There you go, Rick Skeen of the
1: uh, King's Knights boys team.
2: Yep. So there we have we've got a boys team. There we're going to talk some girls basketball in the in the next segment. We've got a few more coaches to talk to. We'll do it. Coming up next, Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO.
0: Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service, knowledge, and the little things that make a big difference. Service. Selection. Advice. Community involvement.
6: Competitive prices.
0: Convenience.
6: Located near you.
0: And the things you need, such as house keys, lawn and garden, plumbing, electrical, hardware, grills,
6: outdoor living supplies,
0: and even nuts and bolts.
6: When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need.
0: So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Evergreen Way in Everett, Lake Stevens, and now Stanford. Ace
3: is with the helpful hardware phone.
8: Brenda Cook here from Pacific Copy
4: and Printing in Everett. We've been serving Snohomish and surrounding counties for over 38 years. Many customers have been with us for years because of our competitive pricing and outstanding service. We do business cards, banners, posters, signs, brochures, and so much more. We'll give you a free competitive analysis of all your printing needs to save you time and money. We are proud sponsors of our local sports teams and community events. We're at 35th and Broadway in Everett and online at packcopy.com Pacific Copy and Printing. We do the work. You take the credit.
0: Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be sticksin' with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842.
9: The Law Offices of Russell & Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell & Hill believes in being part of your community and
0: salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell & Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842.
1: we continue on prep sports weekly here on this Monday night Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis, we're just picking them up and putting them down aren't
2: we
6: <laughs>
1: we
2: got a lot of a lot of coaches to get to tonight that's a good problem to have yeah that means we've had a, a lot of success with our local teams here getting to state including this one right here a head coach who is going to be coaching on uh, at 12:15 on Wednesday the Lake Stevens Vikings girls basketball team taking on Rogers and joining us right now, the head coach for Lake Stevens, Randall Eaton's coach. Congratulations, you're, uh, you're going back to the Dome.
9: Hey, thanks so much. Uh, looking forward to it, and uh, especially the events of these last two years, I don't think we could be more excited.
2: Well, I was going to ask you about that, too. I know uh, a little bit of a, a bitter pill to swallow on Saturday. I know you were playing an Eastlake team that you just beat, a, a, what, a week earlier uh, in the yeah. uh, d- district tournament, a chance to... Be able to skip over Wednesday and go right to Thursday. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out. It wasn't meant to be. Takeaways from that game, and is it a chance for maybe you as a coach to kind of hit the reset button and to point some things out to the girls?
7: Yeah,
9: absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, you know, with our history with Eastlake, especially these last, especially this class of young ladies, we've probably played them four or five times, and every game seems like it's a single digit overtime, double overtime sort of game with them or, you know, close. And, um saturday was no different so they're toss-up games and you got to have a few things bounce your way and you know make some shots and uh we missed some some key you know close ones in tight there in the fourth quarter that i think maybe put some game pressure on them a little bit and maybe that results a little bit different so but yeah for us i mean you know we won in that particular game to try to play as loose and free as you can because you you really got nothing to lose it just kind of determines your path for the state tournament and and we felt with uh, either direction, uh, pretty confident about where we want to go and what we can do. We just, uh, I kind of had the aha with them at the uh, in our post-game uh, meeting afterwards. They just wanted to play more games at the Tacoma Dome. So I, <laughs> I, I, I figured that was, that was probably a decent incentive.
2: Well, and, and nice to have Camille Jens back for really multiple reasons. Not only one, she makes your team better, but also... Like you mentioned, we, we had a rough year last year. We didn't get a chance to have a tournament. You've got some special seniors on this team, and I know we mentioned Jensen Wilcox a lot down low, the two post players that are going to Eastern Washington. Baylor Thomas made sure that nobody forgot about her this year. She's the uh, Wesco 4A player of the year, and really a name that goes maybe under the radar a little bit is Chloe Patterson. Those four young ladies have been with you for a while. Kind of nice to get them back to the Dome, isn't it?
9: Yeah, no question about it. I, I, you know, I this is where I really empathize, like with you know Brian Hill at Glacier Peak and his class of seniors last year. You know, I, I was doing the forward thinking and thinking, man, what, what if that happened to us? And you know, it was a year later and so on and so. On. You just, your heart aches, and then of course, you know, you just you kind of feel like with our kids, we might have had a chance a year ago too. You know, maybe we miss out on a state trip as well. And uh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, for this group to be able to kind of get there, this kind of just puts a cap on some really good careers. They're a class of freshmen that, um, you know, we've had one here or there that have maybe played quite a bit for us or started for us along the way. But but we had four when they started up as freshmen because there was the need and the necessity. And so they've really kind of gone through, you know, anything and everything times 10, obviously, with pandemic and everything that's kind of gone on along the way. And to be able to kind of have this as a, as a cap to what they've meant to our program and certainly to, to myself as a coach is, is no questionably uh, special.
1: So a noon start on Wednesday. When do you guys head out of town?
9: We, uh, we're we heading out tomorrow. We were debating kind of uh, when to practice right after school. In the past, when we've played anything like noon or earlier, we we head down to Fife High School. They've been great hosts for us and, and practice down there and do that kind of thing. And, and uh, we were kind of struggling because spring sports kicked off uh, today. And so with the weather, I don't think it's going to be available until probably like 530. So I think we're going to practice at Lake tomorrow and then, Probably do dinner and then head on down to Tacoma and check in. So that way we're down there and uh, ready to go uh, the next day.
2: Give us a couple sen- sentences on Rogers. What kind of a team?
9: You know, uh, athletic, uh, very senior heavy. I thought we were senior heavy with five. I think they have eight. And so, yeah. uh, in fact, all of their rosters uh, is full of seniors and juniors. So that, you know, seniors play with, uh, you know, a little bit more of an edge. They kind of understand the finality of what's up this week. And so I think in that in that sense, it's going to be challenging, um, you know, because none of us want to go home and want to continue to play on. Uh, they've got a few guards. Uh, their point guard's really good um, and really kind of set the table for what they do and can score as well. Nice wing player. Uh, but I really think our advantage for us is going to be in the interior. There's no doubt. and. We're going to really try to make it a point of emphasis, um, certainly in game one, and we'll kind of see how things evolve out throughout the tournament next or this week.
2: Well, there you go. So, again, Lake Stevens versus Rogers, twelve fifteen start time on Wednesday. Randy, as always, thank you for your time, and we look forward to seeing you down there.
9: All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate the support of high school sports. Keep going.
2: You bet. There you go. Randy Eden's head coach of the Lake Stevens girls team. Girls team, and we're going to keep talking girls basketball. Alex Iverson, the head coach for Stanwood. And now we head up to Stanwood to talk to the Spartans girls coach, Alex Iverson. He's heading to the Tacoma Dome in his first year as the head coach of the Spartans. And coach, got to ask you right away here. You're getting ready for your very first Tacoma Tacoma Dome experience. Have you leaned on other people? I know some coaches always tell us in the past that if they only knew now what they knew then or vice versa, what's it been like for you? Have you been talking to people this week?
10: Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm smart enough to know what I know and what I don't know, and I don't know what this week's gonna be like. So I uh, have definitely been reaching out. Jeff Bryson at Arlington. He's the JV coach uh, for the boys, but he um he won a state title at Darrington and uh, he had seven out of eight years was going to the you know going to the state tournament. So I've been leaning on him quite a bit and that whole staff as well and And Joe Marsh and I are pretty good friends as well. So I definitely I chatted with him for a bit as well to kind of talk about his whole experience the first time he made it through and and whatnot so yeah so i've been reaching out to a few coaches for sure
2: so best piece of advice you've been given
10: um you know uh for the athletes it's tell them to hydrate because i guess something about the tacoma dome just drains uh drains the water out of them and so tell making sure that the uh that that your athletes are hydrating and getting ready to get ready to,
2: to, to play it's all those uh, lights, Tom. I, I I guarantee
1: you that's true as a broadcaster too. It is just drying the whole time.
2: So the broadcasters, the coaches, the players, we all we all need to hydrate before we get to Tacoma. Well, tell us a little bit about this past weekend. I know not exactly the game you wanted, but she went up against a Garfield team that a lot of people think are the favorite to win the entire state tournament. A little bit of a rough go for your team, but nonetheless, you still punched your ticket to Tacoma. Any takeaways from the game? Anything you learned that maybe you need to get ready for as you head towards this week?
10: Yeah, I mean, really, that—that's a—I I like playing those games. Obviously, the outcome wasn't you know our favorite, but those are the kind of games, and getting used to that speed makes us better. I mean, you know, we could play competition like that on a regular basis; we'd be such a you know such a better team. Uh, and so, just really making sure we learn, you know, the, getting used to that speed and that athleticism, that strength, and and really, you know, yeah, we—I think we lost by like twenty-three. 11 uh, 16 after the first, they went on that 15-0 run. That really was the difference maker because we really kind of we're going a little bit back and forth after that uh, after that run that they had made. And for me personally, reflecting, we should have gone man sooner. Uh, we adjusted a little too late on that. Um, and really, a priority to us going into that game was holding their two star players, uh, Katie and Malia, I believe, zero and 22 uh, to under 15 points. And you know, I thought that would give us a good chance to win, and we did that. But then, of course, the role players just stepped up and hit shots and. I mean, when you got when you got their third, fourth, fifth best player scoring almost double digits each, you know they're going to be really tough to beat. So, hats off for them. They played a great game. They had a great game plan for us. Um, so, so yeah. So we look our wounds and we look forward to playing Auburn here on Wednesday at 5:30.
1: So it's a 5:30 game. What's what's the game plan for the Spartans? Do you go down early. Do you stay in school that day? How, what are you working?
10: Yeah, we're going to – well, the, they're actually a two-hour late starts on Wednesday, so it kind of works out where they will go to class for just a little bit. Um, but we're going to head out about 1130, get some food down there. I actually am pretty good friends with Dave uh, – I believe Dave Allwright at uh, Annie Wright. He's, uh, he coaches there at the, the 1A school right there by the Tacoma Dome, so we're going to get some shots up there. He's, he's getting his AD to open the gym up for us. Uh, and then we're just going to treat it like a district game or a regional game where we'll show up about an hour and a half before a game – uh, one of the other coaches had told us, you know, when you go down here, it's a business trip. You're not here to watch. You know, there's, there's teams that go up there to watch, and they're not playing. But we're there to play, and we're there to win. And, and so we're really trying to stay focused on what we're trying to do.
2: You mentioned when you played Garfield, it gave your, your team a chance to get used to speed, athleticism, and strength. Any of those three apply to Auburn? What kind of a team are they?
10: Uh, you know, it's really funny. They're the complete opposite. Uh, from what I've seen, they, you know, they don't like to push the ball too much. They play man the whole time. Um, they're not. I mean, not to say that they're not athletic, but you know, Garfield athleticism is a, is a whole different ballgame. As we were talking about, they're probably the, one of the favorites to win. They win the whole thing, um, and so it would be a different game. So we're going to have to kind of change our mindset of you know putting in some stuff or, or readjusting what we haven't been doing in the last couple games, even uh, prior to that. That this last week uh, going against Arlington, still a completely different game. Um, but we, we, you know, we've prepped and we play teams like them, and so we'll just kind of focus on what we do. And at the end of the day, once you get down to the state tournament, there's not a lot of time to really change what you, who you are. So it's really about just performing to your best and doing what, you, what you're capable of doing.
2: Well, we will find out again. 5.30 start time Wednesday night in the Tacoma Dome. Stanwood versus Auburn. Alex Iverson, best of wishes to you and the Spartans, and we look forward to seeing you down there. Hey, thank you. Thank you guys for doing all you do, and we uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you for the season ends.
1: Everybody's got a coach friend down in the Tacoma area. Have you noticed that? (laughs) It it
2: helps to have connections down there in the south end, right? (laughs) Right. Well, and he's got to get ready to play on Wednesday. This next coach, he punched his ticket early. He doesn't have to play until Thursday. Joe Marsh from Arlington, he's done this once or twice, too. He he knows a thing or two about the Tacoma Dome. 76-45 win over the number six seed, Kelso. That was on, uh, I guess, Friday night. Uh, 31-point victory, coach. I've got to think you're feeling pretty good, and you got some momentum going into Tacoma.
11: Uh, well, yeah, that was a great night for us, for sure. Uh, you know, our goal is just to get a win that night is the big thing. So the margin of victory and have it play out the way it did was really nice. Uh, we had a great start to that game. So we're real happy with our performance.
2: Well, and not only that, it means you do get that extra day to prepare. So not playing until Thursday. So uh, what does that mean for you? I, I would imagine still practice tomorrow. You, you still have to scout the team that, uh, that you're going to be playing, which one of them you know fairly well. It's going to be the winner of Snohomish-Bonnie yeah. bon- Lake.
11: Yeah, so we'll you know, we'll just do our regular stuff. We'll practice tomorrow. I think we'll probably practice Wednesday, actually, too. Uh, and then head down and take a look at that Stamish-Bonnie Lake game and go from there, find out who we play. Yeah, one of them we know really well. Uh, the other one, not so much. So it'll be interesting.
2: Well, and I don't know if you caught the very beginning of that interview with Alex, but he mentioned, or we asked him about the fact that he's a first-year coach. and. How much different it is once you've had some experience, and he mentioned you by name as being one of the people that he's reached out to. So, what have you learned over the years? What have you taken away, and what are maybe one or two of the tricks of the trade, if you will, that you're going to apply to this week?
11: Uh, I thought it was interesting. I heard at the end of uh, Alex's interview there, and he called it a business trip. Um, and I really just like that idea that you know, you know, even when we started going back in the day, we always said, you know, when you walk in that to Tacoma Dome, act like you've been there before. Uh, you belong here. I just think really for me, it's the mindset going into that. It's really, really important. Um, you know, you first of all, believing that you belong there and then, you know, believing you have a chance to win and believe you have a chance to win the whole thing. Those are a little different levels there. So um, I really do think that just getting the girls ready for that, uh, and you know, and especially some of the younger girls, it's, uh, you know, getting over that, walking into that Tacoma Dome for the first time. So, uh, you know, I, we really talk about thinking about the game and thinking about our mindset going in, I think that's been really important for us, um, you know, over the years.
2: We, we saw your team fall behind at halftime in the district championship game to Stanwood and then come roaring back. Your team just right. looked so much more confident. They look poised. You can tell it's right. a team that doesn't get, you know, razzled very easily. That's the kind of moment, mentality you need in the Tacoma Dome, right? So talk a little bit about oh, the I- girls, their, their their makeup in terms of psychologically and how that's going to help them on, on Thursday night.
11: You know, uh, we've had a lot of success this season, and so we have an interesting group. I've, you know, I've said this to you before, even that, you know, we have two, you know, really experienced kids, Kira and Jenna, who are really talented, and then we have all these other kids that we're we're trying to get experience. Uh, it's been really nice to see those kids come along. Um, you know, that Ever game in the quarterfinals of the district tournament was great for us. We jumped out to a big lead, and we kind of relaxed at halftime, and they made a great run at the end and made a game out of it. Um, and I think it was just a really good wake-up call for, for our girls. You know, you can't – this time of year, you know, you can you can preach it all you want, but you really have to go out there and live it sometimes, and, and I think that was good for us. And you, Dan Wood had a great first half in that. You know, they went to Viv. We've been talking about Viv all week long, and, you know, she had a great first half. She had tough shots, and we just had to go back in and regroup and adjust. And, uh, it was a nice thing about having, you know – seniors and kids that are experienced that have been there before and it's like all right let's go we got to do a better job together as a team and we went out and did that and played our basketball and we were able to break it open so it was it was it was just a great uh i think prep for us going into that kelso game and then heading into the state tournament
1: so you're going to wait till wednesday to head down to tacoma right
11: we'll go down wednesday and watch that game yes and see so yeah so we won't yeah we know you
2: know about Snohomish. What about Bonnie Lake? Do you know much about them? I,
11: I Honestly, I do not know very much about Bonnie Lake at all. I can't even – I mean, I'm, I am i don't know if I'm embarrassed to say this. I don't know much about them at all. So, um, you know, we're going to – I have some film that I just found, so I'm going to take a look at that, you know, try to learn some more and then go from there. Well, you know, there's oh, – yeah, I feel pretty comfortable with Snohomish.
2: <laughs> I was going to say there's a chance you may not even have to play Bonnie Lake if the uh, sure. the other Snohomish County team takes care of business, Right. For sure. Well, yeah. and Ken's going to be coming up with us after the break here. Uh, Arlington-Snohomish, always a fun matchup anyway, right? Uh, no, Maybe fun's not the right word for you, but certainly for us as fans. So it wouldn't be the worst oh, yeah, matchup sure. in the world.
11: No, it's always a great battle. I love playing Ken, you know, and us, our two programs have had some great battles over the years. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I you know, it's, so you can't ask for more than that, really. It's just, I think two great programs going at it, and you always know it's going to be a battle. That's the... Uh, That's the beauty of it. So that's what it's about this time of year, right? You got to go out and beat teams and play your best basketball. So it doesn't matter who you're playing. Absolutely, do it.
2: Well, you've certainly earned earned the right to be there. You're the number three seed according to the uh, the committee. They're certainly one of the teams that we hope will be playing into Saturday and hopefully Saturday night. But first things first, you got a game on Thursday against the winner of Snohomish Bonnie Lake. Joe Marsh, we're looking forward to seeing you at the Tacoma Dome on Thursday. Uh, Best wishes to you.
11: Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me. Great talking to you, and I look forward to seeing you down there, too. Go Eagles.
2: There you go. That is. Go Eagles. Arlington yeah. Eagles. Yeah, they, They've got a shot. I mean, Garfield and Meade, the top two seeds, they're right. very, very good. But you yeah. know what? So is Arlington. we got, what, three more? we got three more coaches. We're going to talk to, uh, like I said, the one coach who's going to – He hopes to play against Arlington on Thursday, but first he's got to win a game on Wednesday. Ken Roberts from Snohomish is going to be next.
12: And we'll do it next right here on Prep Sports Weekly, KRKO. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference high school athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out SNOPUD.com or visit marketplace.SNOPUD.com
0: for ways to save. Locally owned, veteran owned, the Hometown Handyman is proud to support local sports. Student athletes are an inspiration to us all, playing for their community and their teammates, showing good sportsmanship, and working hard in the classroom and in practice. The Hometown Handyman believes in hard work and integrity, supporting community, seniors, veterans, and first responders. If you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off, go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local.
12: As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen. And still, you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hatrick-northwest.com.
11: All right, guys, bring it on in. Now, this is football, men, and there are two things I want you to remember. First, you have to hit hard to make varsity. And second, you need those big earth movers up front. And speaking of big earth movers, GSR Rentals in Monroe has a huge selection of earth movers and earth moving accessories. Plus, big equipment to get the job done. And for our big victory celebration, GSR Rentals also has big selections of tables and chairs, everything you need for a party. That's right, go get them, boys. For more information, go to GSRRentals.com.
1: And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits, our um, esteemed associate producer, Brandon Hamilton, says the 10 teams we have on tonight
2: are combined 167 and 48. <laughs> I, by the way, I'm not making fun of you, Brandon, if you're listening. I know you're listening at home. That is awesome stuff right there. Yeah. We, we like the, uh, the stats and the facts that he brings to the show. 167 and 48, and this guy has a bigger part of the 167 than he does the 48. Snohomish always a good team and Ken Roberts has him back in the dome once again. Coach how are you tonight?
8: Good thank you.
2: Well tough game this weekend I know uh, we, we knew it would be right four versus five you versus Lake Washington and uh, I, I guess uh, I, I know you guys played I think it was three years ago if memory serves me correctly we were at that game and you got Lake Washington that night. I guess they got you back here in overtime. But nonetheless, you're still going down to Tacoma. Some takeaways from the game and what uh, what you can maybe look forward to going forward. We knew that those were two of the top five teams.
8: Well, you know, there's there's uh, two sides to it. First part, I don't think we could have played any better in the first half. And I think we played well in the third quarter. They did come back. We got uh, Tyler Gildersleeve's styles got a little foul trouble. They came back within two. And we stretched it out to 10 with two minutes to go. And it, it was a game that you probably lose one out of 100 times. And the one night was that night. And I think the same thing happened a couple years ago with us beating them and moving on and getting third in state that year is they kind of had that game won and we somehow came back and won. So, yeah, it came full circle. Um, you know, you look back at it, too, and it was it's one of those things where, unfortunately, our kids and everybody else has missed about 50 games between the season last year, this year, summer, And we hadn't been in that situation very much. And I was out of timeouts, and it showed. And um, I thought we played great. We just didn't execute at the right time. A couple things that we needed to do. But it showed we're playing well enough to to compete with anybody in state. So that's the positive. And we go into tomorrow's game, or Wednesday's game, knowing that.
1: So give us a scouting report on the Bonnie Lake Panthers. We're doing that game, so we need to know something.
8: (laughs) All right. You know what? Bonnie Lake has some good bigs. They, uh, they have three people that are six foot or better, and they can score. They're solid. Um, and, you know, they're, they're a solid team. They're, they're good. Um, we are going to need to make sure that we take care of the ball. They try to press it first a bit. Um, I think um, we can get some things out of our offense against their defense, whether it's zone or man. But, um, again, they're, they're, they're tough to stop. You've been doing this
2: for a while now, and we had Anthony care on the phone earlier. He's the Lakewood boys basketball coach. They've got a 9 p.m. start time on Wednesday, and he talked about the fact that, you know, you don't want everybody to get to this, the you know, the building too early, or you want the guys not thinking about it all day long or whatever. What is that like for you in terms of 7.15 start time? Like I said, you've played morning games, you've played night games, you've played everything in between.
8: Yeah, and honestly, the 3.45 start time is the best in the afternoon session because then you can play later every day, and we missed our chance to get that one unfortunately. Um, I guess our girls decided up seventeen and losing late. We just wanted to go through Arlington and Garfield on the way there <laughs> and play an extra night. I don't know what they were thinking, but um yeah, no, it anyway the 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 thing about the dome is I don't think you wanna spend a lot of time down there. You kinda get dehydrated and all those things. I think it's better to treat it like a regular game. Um, go for the game before yours to watch the team you might play the next day or stick around a little bit after and watch that. But other than that, stay away and, and focus on your team and playing.
2: So do you have a Tacoma Dome regimen in terms of, I mean, is there a, a particular restaurant that you try to go to or anything like that when you're you're down it, there?
8: It kind of it kind of depends on where we're staying. Um, Joel Boyer and I, we used to sneak out to the sushi place that was really good. Um, <laughs> of course it kind you of did. In the middle of a, <laughs> kind of in the middle of a restaurant. Nobody would expect it, but it was pretty cool. So we'd get out there once on a trip down there. And Sean Bricks, when he was assistant, um, we did that too. And but as far as the team goes, it kind of depends on where we're staying. Um, you know, where we end up going for food. Uh, this year, we're not staying down there. We play afternoon, and our districts um, not not doing hotels if we're afternoon. So we are coming home each day, which makes it a long day. Um, you know, you figure on a 7:15 game day one. If we win day two, traffic going down there to get there an hour before that is probably anywhere from a two to a three hour trip. So. You know, we're planning on getting there for the Stanley game before ours the first day to watch it. That way, if we do hit really bad traffic, we'll still be early enough. And if not, it'll kind of be like what we do all year where we watch our JVs play and then play.
2: Well, Coach, I've been with Joel Boyer while he's enjoyed sushi and nothing makes him happier, so it doesn't surprise me one bit. (laughs) Well, again, a big game coming up, 7.15 start time. Snohomish versus Bonnie Lake. Tom right here on...
8: K-R-K-O. K-R-K-O.
2: Yeah. We'll be bringing the game to everybody live. And, Ken, we uh, certainly wish you had the best, and we'll see you on Wednesday.
8: Yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys down there.
1: There you go. That's Ken Roberts, head coach of the Snohomish Girls.
2: Cross that off your bingo card. Uh, Joel Boyer and Sushi being mentioned in the same show. Huh? <laughs> there we go. I like it. Joel's <laughs> listening, go. I'm sure. Hey, uh, we've got more girls basketball to talk about. Let's do it. We, have the, uh, we had her on the show just a week ago when she won the district championship for 2A here in District 1. And then she goes down, takes her team down to, I believe it was Battleground. Is that right? And uh, gets a big victory over the number 4-ranked team. It's the Archbishop Murphy Wildcats. Ebony Hurd joining us once again. A one-point victory, a low-scoring game, Coach. Congratulations on not only punching your ticket for Yakima, but you get to wait until Thursday before you have to play again.
6: Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's very exciting for sure.
2: Well, tell us about the game a little bit. It was a four versus a five, so we knew it was going to be a tightly contested game, but you still had to get on a bus, you had to travel all the way down there, and to come away with a victory, I'm guessing that made the bus ride a little bit shorter too, right?
6: <laughs> on the way home? Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it was for sure a good one. We were actually down a few players going into that game um, due to COVID, so it was a little bit of adversity that we kind of had to step up to and really ride to the occasion, and I thought my girls did a really good job with that. We battled. It was crazy. We went into uh, the, the first half of the game. We were up 18 going into halftime. And so as you could see, we're talking about the one-point game, you know it was for sure a battle in that second half as we tried to fight to kind of keep our lead and ultimately win the game at the end.
2: Well, the final score was 37-36. So you were up by 18. Was it a low-scoring yeah. game, or did all the scoring happen in the second half?
6: No, very low. Like, the first half, we uh, – we we kind of came out hot in the first half, and then we actually only scored eight points in the second half total. Um, we got a little bit a little bit of fatigue kicked in for sure, and um, but thankfully we had that lead going into the first half. So we were kind of able to kind of keep it rolling and kind of keep things. How we needed to keep them in order to keep the game going on our side um, when the final buzzer went
2: off. Well, and Tom, I should correct myself. I said battleground. They were actually down in Tumwater, so Tumwater High School. School. Well, a big victory, (laughs) and again, you you get to wait till Thursday. Now, we we were just talking to coaches about playing at 9 p.m. and 7:15 p.m. You, on the other hand, you get to wait till Thursday, but you're playing at 9 a.m. against the winner of Port Angeles Prosser, Prosser, which also, by the way, those two teams face off at 9 a.m. the previous day.
6: Yes. So, guessing you're
2: going to be getting up early both days to not only scout one, but then play the uh, play the next day.
6: Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, we're actually we're headed over to Yakima tomorrow after school, so we'll we'll get to spend a day there. We'll kind of have a practice and whatnot to prepare for Thursday. Um, But also, yes, we will be headed to that game on Wednesday, and then obviously we'll get a practice in that day as well. Um, But I think, I mean, sure, it's different playing at 9:30, but. The cool part about it is a lot of these girls play AAU basketball, and so that's something that they've been used to all four years. Some of them that are seniors, juniors, freshmen, whatever they are, um, most of them play at the AAU level. And so tournaments, traveling, uh, they're kind of used to that style of play. So I'm hoping that that kind of just works out in our favor on on Thursday.
2: So Port Angeles is the sixth seed, Prosser's the 11. You get to watch them play live right in front of you. But do you know anything already going into those games? Do you – that game, do you know anything about either team?
6: Oh, yeah, um, we're excited. I mean, we've we've already watched film on both teams as a team, and we kind of know the kids that we kind of have to focus on defensively to kind of keep them limited so that we could do what we need to do um, offensively. Um, uh, Port Angeles has a few kiddos that we're focused on, and then uh, Prosser has a kid that's a little bit – she's tall, she's kind of a big, which we're kind of used to it at this point. Obviously, we saw that against WF West. We had two 6'3", six, 6'4 six, kids that we had to battle against, and then we saw that earlier this season as well when we played like Washington. So I think that, I mean, with the schedule we've had this far, we're for sure, I think we're prepared no matter what we come up against. Um, it's just all about adjusting and just being able to execute whatever it is that's being asked of them.
2: Well, we know you're battle-tested. You played WF West this past weekend. And, of course, we're a little bit biased, but – you played that Wesco <laughs> schedule, so we know that Snohomish County got you ready for this.
6: Absolutely, uh,
2: yeah. Ebony, congratulations on a, on a great deal of success so far. Not only your strong season in Wesco, but then winning districts last week, or the previous week, and then yes. going down to WF West. A lot, Nice momentum going into the uh, Yakima Sundome, and we, we wish the Murphy uh, Wildcats all the best.
6: I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm excited.
2: There we go. Should be excited, yeah. They've been playing great basketball lately, and yeah. Um, well prepared, and it always helps to get that victory, even if you are already, you know, knowing that you've already punched your ticket. Sure, sure does help to get a chance to uh, to watch on Wednesday and play on Thursday, where you know it's double elimination at that point, and you're already in the quarters. What we got? One more. We got one more left. You ready for? It? We're going to talk to Now we're going to talk to our lone four A boys representative. That's it. He's the only one. Only team this year. The Mariner Marauders, they haven't been there in a while. They have to carry the flag. And they're carrying the flag in a big sort of way. <laughs> Tevin Dillon will join us right now, the head coach who also once upon a time was a player for Mariner. Coach, you came so close to getting to Tacoma three years ago, and here we are in 2022. You're on your way. Congratulations. How does it feel? It feels great. I mean, this is what we
13: we worked on from, from day one, what we thought about, what we've stayed motivated for. So
2: it feels good. It feels good. Well, tell us a little bit about Saturday's game. You played uh, down at Battlegrounds, so you got a, a chance to, to travel a little bit. Played the number three team in the state union. Close game. You lost by ten points. What are the takeaways from that game? Uh, you know, it was they
13: they played they played us tough. We missed missed a lot of big shots, and we struggled we struggled to score. Uh, they got a long um, back court um, or front court, should I say? And they uh, they get out and contest a lot of shots, so we struggled to score. Uh, they did a good job playing defense, but. Um, but but you know we it is our first moment and I feel like we kind of came in a little flat but we'll be we'll be okay moving forward. We got the dome coming up, so we'll be okay moving forward.
2: Are you the type of coach that believes that that could be a, a positive thing in some ways, and that you at the very least you got to play a number three ranked team, get to see what they look like and what it's all about, and is that something that you can kind of carry forward?
13: Yeah, I think you know losses like that, we do a good job of taking a lot of uh, we take a lot of good out of them. So, yeah, it's not – obviously nobody wants to lose. I'm not, I didn't look forward to losing. But um, it might – you know, for us, when our backs get against the wall, we, we tend to fight. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
2: Well, and you play an Olympia team that is certainly no stranger to the Tacoma Dome. 3.45 start time on Wednesday. What kind of a team are we looking at this year?
13: Uh, they're good. They're good. They're disciplined. Uh, they're tall. So we got to get out and play our game and, and, and take it to them early.
1: So a 345 game, what's the schedule for the Marauders on, on Wednesday?
13: We are leaving early from school. We're going to go have a team lunch and then um, head down there and watch watch the game. It's a, it's a girls' game. We'll watch a game prior to, to our game. Just get get in the uh, arena and get get it all filled out and get ready to go for that game, 345.
2: Now you've got a luxury. You've got some people in the building, I think, that have – plenty of dome type of experience or coaching experience. Your, your principal, Nate Duchesne, certainly has experience. Uh, you, you've got other folks around there. What Have you been picking other people's brains and kind of trying to figure out maybe like a Dexter Griffin? Have you been asking them about what the experience is like and what to expect?
13: Oh, yeah. They've been a lot of help. They've been a lot of help. Um, I mean, from everything, from um, just preparing as far as, like, the kids maybe, uh, you know, just making it making it feel like it's, just a regular another game and we're not traveling it's it's a business trip and all that all that stuff that's a lot of mental stuff that they've dealt with many times so um yeah they're they're both they're both great mentors to me and i i always go to them when i when i have questions and they they got to get they, they always got the answers for me
2: well and i know you have a lot of marauder pride you're you're an alum <laughs> have you been having people reach out to you over the past week and maybe friends that you went to school with are people kind of buzzing about it right now yeah, we have a lot of we have a lot of
13: fans, like older fans that travel, to watch the games, and uh, you know, yeah, some of my friends come and support, and yeah, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of community support, so that's the best part, the funnest part for us is you know the, just the having the support and being able to go out there and put on for the for Mariner.
2: One hundred percent. Well, we look forward to seeing you down there Wednesday, three forty-five start time. Mariner taking on Olympia. Tevin Dillon. Best wishes. We'll see you there. Thank
13: you very much.
1: There you go. Tevin Dillon, the head coach of the Mariner Marauders Boys. Today's show brought to you by the Buzz Buzzin Steakhouse, Hatrick Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, by Screen Printing Northwest, Hometown Handyman, Erickson Furniture, the Snohomish County PUD, Glass by Lund, Ace Hardware Stores, and Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, GSR Rental and Monroe, Dale Wagner Law Office, and All State Insurance Agent Brian Reed and Steve Name them all. <laughs> okay, all here we ten. go. Here we ten
2: go. high school coaches, all hitting to state. Nayland Sued from the Mount Lake Terrace Boys. Anthony Weedercare from the Lakewood Boys. Dan Taylor Kings Girls. Rick Skeen Kings Boys. Randy Eaton's Lake Stevens Girls. Alex Iverson Stanwood Girls. Joe Marsh Arlington Girls. Ken Roberts Snohomish Girls. Ebony Hurd, Archbishop Murphy Girls. And Tevin Dillon Mariner Boys. I'm out of breath. And we're back with you on Wednesday. We'll be down at the Tacoma Dome. It'll be the Panthers and the
1: Panthers. Bonnie Lake and Snohomish. 7 o'clock pregame, 7.15. Tip-off from the Tacoma Dome. That's Steve Willits. I'm Tom Lafferty. We'll be back post-tournament next Monday night right here on KRKO. Prep Sports Weekly. Good night from Everett.
0: KRKO Everett. K-237-GN, AM 1380, and FM 953. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits.
3: K-R-K-O.
0: Brothers, Long Train Runner.